Hello and welcome to Genuine Connections. Yes, I did change my podcast name officially. It is no longer sit down, shut up and listen. Uh, My friends thought that was way too aggressive and not a good reflection on what this podcast is about. So my new podcast name is Genuine Connections because the purpose for this podcast is ultimately just to connect with people, share stories, and that's actually it. (laughs) That's really it. Um, So that is my new name, Genuine, like in my name, Jen, and then just Connections. Um, So that's what I'm going to go with for now and hopefully forever. Uh, today's guest is Chris. Do you want to say hi, Chris? Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, hello. Um, we've met once before. Meetup. Three days ago at Meetup. Yeah. At a karaoke event. And you actually did something really, really awesome (laughs) that I really appreciated. You had everyone go up on stage. (laughs) Usually it's like one person that just wants to go up or someone wants to do a duo, but you're like trying to rally like the whole group mm. to go on up and sing Don't Stop Believing by Journey, which I thought was too cliche. Uh, but that's the thing though. So I, I pumped myself up on the drive over there because I like karaoke. I'm half Filipino. Like there's this, there's this. That's just a thing. Yeah. There's, so I grew up and my aunt, she would always be like singing karaoke. And then years later, I found out that that's actually a stereotype for Filipinos. Really? Yeah, it's, it's like a stereotype. I've no, yeah. I've had a couple of Filipino friends, and I've never heard of that. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, there's like, you know, one of those lists, 25 things. Like, how do you know you're Filipino? 25 things. Oh, okay. One of, things. one of them was karaoke. And my sister grew up singing all the time. She loves singing. Okay. And I just, once I opened that on my shell, I, I started singing a lot just by myself, though. Okay. But, um, so it was super, I was like excited for it. And I was really bummed out when I got there because I didn't like the vibe. So I went in there, I looked at the vibe, there were all these like older people there. And I don't know, I had something in my head, an expectation, the reality didn't meet it. Uh-huh. But um, I can speak pretty low, so. Uh, <laughs> and you're good. But yeah, so. Oh yeah, so we were talking about like what songs should we sing if we do. And, it, and we were like, we had to pick something that's kind of older that everyone would love. You know, I said, if it was a college town, like, of course, we would have done High School Musical or something. <laughs> Wait, how come, of course, High School Musical? What else are you going to say? I feel like karaoke? A, you could do so, there's so many options for karaoke. Yeah, of course, but I mean. But, I mean, I don't know, I feel like school. college students nowadays, I don't know, I guess High School Musical kind of lasts forever, They, they would know it, you know. Like, they would, yeah. yeah. But, like, that, that one, they, they wouldn't know. Yes, they would. No, they wouldn't. Plus, College students would still know Don't Stop Believing." Yeah, because it's an amazing song. But then why would you change it to, like... I mean, you could change it to High School Musical because they know that as well. You could really do either. I know, yeah, but we... But, oh, the place that we were at? Yeah, no, you we could not at, do High School yeah, Musical. exactly. I think Michael, my friend, he wanted to play some country song. The guy's like, I don't, I don't have it. Yeah. So he also had a limited supply. We were like, the only oh, young man. people there. Yeah. So it had to be a song that everyone loves. You know, it's it's such a great song. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. But yeah, it's what so I, fun to sing. Yeah, it is. And what I appreciate that you did is you rallied like ten people yeah. 
Like, usually, right? It's, like, one or two. But you yeah. ride so many people, and everyone's energy feed it off each other. Yeah. And so we were just, like, so loud. Well, I mean, but, like, not super loud. Like, we all, like, I, sung I together. We were, we were at an appropriate volume for the song. Is, <laughs> we were is, at an appropriate volume. Which is max volume. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just rained a lot of energy. And yeah. people were really captivated by the energy and really how good. into it we were. Good, good. And it got the audience into it. Oh, really? I didn't notice. Because you were so into it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed that people were just like, wow, there's so many people up there just so... Right? And, I, and, and somebody gave me a guitar to play. Like a, yeah, yeah. Like a fake guitar <laughs> to play. That was really fun. That's actually something that the, the older people... I thought they were super fun. They were, I mean, yeah. yeah, we were kind of outliers for being young. Yeah. But they could definitely bring the party. They, they were, so... That's why it was my first impression to be bummed out. I walked in there, it was like it wasn't. And what just I things, things, like, right, oh, this right, right. Weird. These are a bunch of old people. This I is like Florida. Old, old music, but right, it's not. But like they were really fun, so that changed over the course. It did. It did. Yeah, yeah. it did help that a lot of our group came. Yeah. There wasn't just like five of us. If there yeah. were five of us, it would have been a very different vibe. But I think there was like twenty to thirty of us there. Yeah. So a good chunk of young people came to that event. Mm-hmm. So that was really good. Um, but yeah, we met at a meetup three days ago, karaoke. Mm-hmm. Um, what? You got to tell me your story. All right, I can do that. And then I want to hear yours because I know oh. I know a little bit from your podcast from Seattle stuff. You mentioned a pretty, you mentioned a few interesting things, which was cool. Um, so for me, um, I guess I grew up in uh, Brooklyn, New York. Williams Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a great it's a great childhood to be like raised in the city. I don't know, especially Really? Guys. I feel like a lot of people don't say that. Oh, uh, well, like New York, like my town in the 90s, it was a, it was a safe neighborhood. Okay. You know, so I had the typical, you know, riding your bike around the street. Okay. kind of thing and like there's that community that they say about New Yorkers like it really is like a cool community. You knew everyone on the block. You know, there's uh, creepy old man George. He's probably dead by now, though. Okay. Definitely. But, like, you know the people there. And I feel like as time went by, you don't really know people anymore. Right, um, because everyone's online instead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I went to a, a Polish Catholic school. You went uh, to a Polish Catholic school? Yeah, yeah. So I went to public school for, like, a little bit. And I think I, I came home and asked the weird question, and then... <laughs> And Why then, did you go to a Polish Catholic school? Was, You're not either of those, are you? No, I'm not, no. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, anyways. But it was fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I think my parents just wanted me to be in a place with more, like, traditional values. Rather okay. than the stuff they saw going on in the public schools. Okay. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was really fun. Um, I, know, I tend to make friends everywhere I go. Even when back then I was kind of super shy, even like it took me a long time to get over my sh- like shyness, but but um I still ended up making friends. So that's why when people anyway, so yeah, went to a Polish Catholic school in Brooklyn, um, moved to Florida here, Port Charlotte for sixth grade, um, moved back to New York, then moved back to Florida for three years of high school, moved back to New York, <laughs> Westchester for my senior year of high school. Why all the back and forth? Oh, I think my dad, he had a, a house here in Florida, and we had an apartment building in New York. 
So they just like you, your family in. owned an apartment building. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so you could we, easily we, just go back and forth. Exactly. I think he wanted to stay in Florida, but then stuff happened, so we had to move back to New York. Gotcha. And a little back and forth. Yeah. Um, went to college at the University of Richmond. Was I loved it. It it was just your typical college experience. Exactly. They had the, the frat houses. The the buildings were all you know brick. Were you in a frat house? I was not. No. I How come? Because I hate group are you, stuff. Are you? Because you hate group stuff. Yet I met you at a meetup. Well, it's different. So that's well, true. No, that's yeah. that's actually so entirely true. Because me, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I I could not be a part of the Greek system. Yeah. Because I would rather like the people <laughs> that I'm living with and not have all this freaking drama. Not that meetup can't have drama, mm-hmm. but it seems like the Greek life is much more, like, two-faced and hostile. Yeah, um, I probably wouldn't. I don't notice these things. So, okay. I don't know. Like, people are like, oh, that girl's such a... She's this and that. I'm like, I, I literally didn't notice. Okay. But, um, but how come... how? How come you didn't join the Greek system? So for me, I'm, I'm very, as reserved as I can be, I'm very disagreeable. Like when it comes to authority, it's weird because I always grew up thinking that, you know, I, I kind of, you know, okay, you just. Like you listen, you follow through. Exactly. But then there are times when like the leadership, I'm just like, I don't listen. Now? So, so like. I think throughout As my, a child, you're more think, like yes, and then now you're more like no. A little, a little bit, yeah. Wow, hashtag relatable. Yeah. Yeah, oh my gosh, so relatable. Because as a kid, I was actually pretty shy too. Uh-huh. Um, and whatever authority said, I'm like, okay. But as a child, you don't know any better. Like you listen to authority because they should be telling you what's right. Mm-hmm. And then as you get older, you start to, you know more, right? And from experiences and just, you know, observing things. And so you start to learn that you can question authority because maybe they're corrupt. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're yeah. not always telling you what's best for you. Yeah. Um, but you learn that as you age. Yeah. And like, honestly, a lot of the times the people that you're listening to are the people that you should trust you should hopefully trust the most, like your your parents, your guardians, mm-hmm. your teachers, things like that. And then as you get older, it's not just parents and guardians, but it's like, you know, people, more people out in the public and your bosses and stuff. And yeah. when you start having jobs and you can start driving, there's just more people that you have to listen to. Mm-hmm. And because there's more people you have to listen to, there's just a more opportunity to not do good, right? To just, yeah. like, kind of do things for yourself and be immoral, I guess. So, um, yeah, I was also a very good listener and just did what I was supposed to do as a kid. Mm-hmm. But I also had a very trustworthy... I had a very trustworthy core authority group, I yeah. felt. And then, you know... You, le- you you live and you learn. Yeah. <laughs> and so then you question things, and I definitely question things. And yeah. I think more people should. Yeah. that That's really been a part of who I've been, of questioning things. Um, so if, if we get into any, like, if we talk a little more, I think the word of the day is going to be dichotomy. Um, okay. I, I, don't, I don't know words. Oh, dichotomy. So two opposite things that are simultaneously true. 
So. Okay. Can you give me an example? Dichotomy. D I C H dichotomy. Is it O? O. Shh. Okay. Wait. Okay. D I C H O T dichotomy. O. Yep. Dichotomy. Yes. Yes. See, I'm actually really good at like reading and spelling uh-huh. and enunciating and everything, but sometimes when it comes to meaning, I'm just like, what does that mean? Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So dichotomy. So. Uh, I wish I, like my brain, like the things come in and sometimes just leaves and before I get a chance to get it. Yeah. But so the leadership thing, um, leadership, no, no, the, um, authority. Okay. Yeah. Authority. So, right. Those are different things. Exactly. So authority wise, I mm-hmm. respect the chain of command for, for me. Right. So I'm at work and I have a boss. If the right. boss says, you know, do this within the scope of work. Okay. I'll do that. Right. But when I don't. But I don't really recognize their authority unless I respect them. So there's been there's so many times when you're you know you're just the bottom of the ladder in your mm-hmm. job, and then like the district manager comes in and everyone's like, oh, the district manager's coming in. You gotta. I'm just like, whatever. Like he's just yeah. some dude. I don't care. Right. Yeah. Right. But if you were to tell me, hey Chris, to clean this one a little better, like I respect the chain of command. Like yes, I'll do that. Yeah. Because you're the district manager and I'm just a lowly associate. Yeah. But. If I see him out, like, out and about, like, I don't treat him any differently than anyone else. Yeah. You know? I totally agree. Um, especially as a teacher. Unfortunately, teachers feel very low on the totem pole. Mm-hmm. And they make the most impact yeah. on the kids and the communities they serve. Yeah. But they have the least amount of say... And what they do mm. for the kids of the community they serve. Okay. Like the admins are the ones making the bigger decisions, or the people above the admin are the ones like impl- implementing the curriculum, telling them like all the nitty gritty details of what they can do. They're kind of like the teacher's puppets mm-hmm. in a way, or or they're treating them like like puppets in a way. And this is not necessarily everywhere, but. In really bad situations, it can feel like that, which is so unfortunate because the teachers are the ones that truly know what's going on Mm -hmm. in a classroom. They know their kids. Um, They know what to do best because they're they're the ones on the front lines. And so I totally get it when you're like, you know, like I would respect authority. I'll do what I need to do. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, if, if it's hard to respect like the admin or people above, I'm probably going to do what I think is best yeah. for my kids because I know them. They don't know them, yep. you know? Um, uh, so if I feel like I can get away with something, <laughs> then I'll do it. And I have. Yeah. And I honestly have. Like, and sometimes it's for, like, the most stupid issues. Like, sometimes it's just not being so, like, rigid with yeah. the curriculum, you know? Like, not following it like that because... I know how my students learn, you know? And if I follow it so rigidly, then, like, it just seems very limiting. Yeah. You know? Or even as something as stupid as this. <laughs> Literally, oh my gosh. So, uh, when I taught fifth grade, uh, it, they implement... That year was my first year, and that same year, they the school decided to implement this thing where no kids could bring treats to school. Like, you can't have any candy. If it's your birthday, you can't bring cookies or cupcakes or anything. Why? Great. 
uh, they just there's like a health initiative. Oh. And um and and my kids because it, it was this was a new th- initiative that they implemented. My kids were livid because every other year it was fine, and they were in fifth grade. So if they had been going to the whole that school every year, it was like, are you kidding me? Like now this year we can't yeah. do this. And so my kids were so mad, and I was like, I don't care. <laughs> and this is just such a stupid small issue, but. At the same time, I didn't care, and my kids were mad about it to the point where when we got to um, opinion writing uh-huh. in, like, you know, when we were when I was teaching writing, um, that was a topic we talked about, and that's, what, like, that was the opinion piece they wanted to write about, like, um, that we should be able to bring in, like, you know, treats, especially for birthdays. Yeah. And their writing was so like important to them, especially this, that three of my students got their writing published in the newspaper. <laughs> it was, but I also, I, you know, I like, uh, reached out to like the local newspaper for that to happen. Okay. Cool. But they had like legit reasons. And I actually, I got talked to about it from my principal, like, uh-huh. uh, like you shouldn't be doing this. And I'm like, yeah. and I was just kind of like listening and okay. And I kept, letting them do it anyway because I thought it was so dumb like you're taking your time to talk to me about this small issue when mm. I had way bigger issues in my classroom yeah. and my students came up with legit reasons for why they should be able to do it first of all it's like it's a special occasion why not second of all I don't think this tiny health initiative is gonna like reduce obese like yeah. it's just so small it's a treat and it doesn't happen every day it's not like they're gonna bring in a three-tier wedding cake type uh-huh. thing. They're bringing, like, a small cupcake for everybody, yeah, like, once a month. Snacks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like... And, and then the, the another thing they came up with was uh, the lunchroom sells cookies. So it's like they're not actually... If they really seriously wanted to uh, put this into the place, they would try to get rid of all treats. Yeah. Like, you know, yep. they the students can't bring in something special when it's their birthday, but the, the cafeteria can sell cookies. Oh, man, it's for their birthday? I I thought, like, just, like, every day, like, you can't bring in, like, those Scooby-Doo snacks. Well, it's, know, like, it's everything. It's special It's, it's, yeah, no, it's everything. Jeez. Yeah, so, and so I'm, like, guys, I was literally, like, guys, I'm with you. And then, like, the, um, when I brought in the newspapers to show that three of my students had got it, their writings published, I brought in donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, let's celebrate, guys. Congrats. Did it change afterwards? Did they change the rule? No, no, I actually didn't tell, uh, I mean, I didn't tell my principal that I brought in donuts and celebrated this. Like he's, oh my God, I had a very, I worked in a very hostile school my first year. You know, I was listening to your podcast and the last episode I listened to was the one I thought would be the least interesting and was the most interesting. Which one? It was one about why is there a teacher shortage? Oh, teacher stuff is so interesting. You know why? Why? Because it relates to everybody. Because whether you're a teacher or not, well, first of all, a lot of people, a lot of people are teachers, or a lot of people know teachers, or a lot of people. First of all, everyone's been a student. Yeah. Yeah. Or there's a lot of parents out there, so it's teachers are just so interconnected, Mm -hmm. right? You are one. You know one. You're a parent, or you've been a student at some point, so it's relatable. Yeah. And it just impacts everyone. That that's like what I think is the biggest issue today is our education system yeah. oh, definitely. it's so effed up yeah, i was actually I was... gonna make another podcast who yeah, i wouldn't i mentioned you you mentioned it already yeah you had another one 
But you said I, you had another one. No, I was. But oh, maybe you plan to. But I I was going to, but I couldn't get it. It was going to be all for teachers to just complain because that's all we do. Uh, which I which is a one reason I didn't like teaching is because all we do is complain. But at the same time, there's so much to complain about. Yeah. Because there's so many issues <laughs> to teaching. Yeah. So and that's I, why I can't do it anymore. <laughs> there's just it's well, just after listening to your podcast, I texted my friend. Sarah, she's a teacher, and mm-hmm. she always talked about how tired she was all the time. Yeah, that's why so, that's why I probably yeah. sounded tired when yeah. you first came in, <laughs> because I taught all day with, like, the breaks. They're not breaks. Yeah. They're not breaks. Did I talk about that? Breaks? <laughs> like, like, your break. Like, okay. your time off. Yeah, you said something about the teacher's lounge. Exactly. And you just, like, you walk in there, get a donut, and leave. Right, they're not really breaks. Like you're gonna be grading, lesson planning. Just oh, so you had to. Okay, I understand now. Breaks. Going to the bathroom, like there's no time to to breathe. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So like, and then actually after today, I tutored immediately after, and then I came home and I had to do you know just your your, you know daily chores that you have to do when you get home. Mm-hmm. So I tried to take like a ten minute nap before you came because uh, you're just you so exhausted, something. huh? We could easily, I guess, not too easily, but you know, if we schedule it, if you're gonna be no, so it's fine, it's fine. But um, so yeah, I text, I now I like I text her and encourage me, like you're the best, because <laughs> I feel bad. It's like oh my gosh, I didn't know that that's what she's actually going through. It's yeah. so hard. Yeah. Like there's, like I kind of want the schools to implode, <laughs> because I don't think parents, parents do not realize how messed up. Like I really wish. They could, I okay. I oh my god, this would be so great. Like I actually talked to like a couple of teachers about this last year when I was teaching kindergarten, and if there was the uh the office version of it, teachers uh-huh. where you know how like you know how they film the office, yeah, yeah. Um, but if they had that, but for teachers, and it was more, it was very realistic. People's jaws would drop. To the gr- below the well, ground, it would break the floor well, maybe, and just keep going. Maybe the teachers' unions protested, or like some teachers' groups, be like, "We don't want people to know what we're putting our teachers through." This the show can't air. I don't know. Um, the teachers' unions do that. I don't know. <laughs> they wouldn't some, want some group. The record- right, right. The problem is there's too many like legal issues yeah. with it, but it would be so eye-opening for people if they really got to see what teachers, all the work and just crap that teachers had to go through. Yeah. Just that we're just so exhausted because it's just boom, 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 boom. Like, I'm so, like, mentally drained at the end of the day. I'm so exhausted. Even in the middle of the day, I'm just like, because your, your mind is always on nonstop. Yeah. yeah um because i mean parents have hard hard enough time with one or two kids right mm-hmm. and so i'm with dozens yeah just all day yeah <laughs> so right one or two and now you've got dozens mm-hmm. and then beyond that you have to do even more work when they're not there so that's why it's it's just hard yeah and then they all come from different backgrounds and then they bring their baggage and they're all different levels and 
and you it's a very relational job and you could become very attached and then you think about them all the time and then you think like I would start dreaming about what I need to do for my kid like mm-hmm. they would literally just be with me constantly yeah because you care about them <sighs> it's draining yeah but yeah that it was it was eye-opening your I wish there was like a direct link I could send but I'll just I'll, I'll figure it out because you okay. can't send direct links. Like, it's only a link to the entire thing. Oh, no, I should... No, I can give you a link to that episode. Yeah. I feel like, my, I, I feel like Sarah would really like it. I can send you a link. Yeah. I can. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I know I can. <laughs> um, yeah. It, like, so that was eye-opening because I didn't know it was at that, like, to also, that degree. Also, it's not just bad based off of all the work, but... So, kids are harder. And I've, and I mean, if I was a veteran teacher, I'd see more of the severity. But you know how, like, discipline has become different over time? Right? Like, 50 years ago, your kid is talking back to you, you just smack them. Okay, yeah. And now it's, like, very hands off, right? Yeah. I think we're. Like, that wasn't great, but also we're in another place that's not great. We need Mm -hmm. to be in a place that's more in between. Like, we shouldn't be smacking our kids all over the place, but at the same time... I don't think that was ever the definition of discipline. That's just... Uh, But that's how they disciplined, though. That's how they got their kids to... Oh, in schools. Quote-unquote respect them. In schools? In schools, at home, whatever. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I got spanked a lot, but I wasn't being, like, punched in the face or anything, but... That's true, but, like... I mean, I guess I hear stories of kids getting parents running, run it like running to chasing their kids to try to smack them with a belt or something. Yeah. Right. Or I mean, but but now I think we're too lenient. Like if their kid doesn't want to do something, it's like okay, let's <laughs> yeah. talk about like now we're too soft. Yeah. And the kids rule the world. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, the kids are super great at being the authority. <laughs> they, like, they know, they so know how to manipulate, it, manipulate and run things. Um, how and so? Because they want what, I, I mean, everybody's so egotistical. We all want what we want. Uh-huh. And especially kids, because their emotions are wild and they don't quite know how to, identify and react calmly or communicate well. Um, They're just a parent, especially an exhausted parent or teacher, will just say, okay, fine. You know, give up too easily and they won't want to have to like just go through the motions of doing the right thing when it comes to disciplining them correctly. Because they're going to have to you know, deal with a lot of craziness at first. They're going to have to battle with their child a little yeah. bit. Um, and it's a lot of confronting, confrontation. And a lot of parents are just, they want to give up too soon because they don't want to have to battle. They're just like, here, take this, just fine. We don't have to do it. Yeah. Um, parents need to be better at showing that they are the authority. Yeah. And not uh, debating or negotiating with their child. Yeah. Like, if I told you to do, to do this, you do it. There's no question about it. You just do it. Yeah. 
you know? I think parents need to be better with consequences and not giving their child so many chances. I'm big on, like, a chance, but if kids don't follow through on expectations, there's yeah. a consequence. Yeah. It's it's because of the shift in culture. Like, just on, on a larger scale, there's just been a huge shift in culture. So, yeah. And again, dichotomy, right? So, I... The first half we were talking about, you know, how I don't really expect leadership or authority, actually, you know. But I think there is a value in in authority, you know. Yes, I agree. So, um, I've been reading this book. Um, it's, it's, it's this old samurai wrote it. I love it because he's just... He, he <laughs> all my values are just... He, are in, in there? The book. Yeah. Um, it's been criticized because, so, the samurai culture is really all about service, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. so he says, treat yourself like a corpse. He said, you're not alive. He said, oh, your only mission is to serve your your lord, which is like the emperor or whatever. Um, so again, so it's been criticized because that, they think like that's kind of the philosophy that led to the kamikaze in, you know, World War Two, like the suicide planes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So everything can be taken too far, but their their whole philosophy is really so much about listen to authority and and service and that's that's just been lost entirely today i think mostly it's about your self-esteem and trying everything is really about you know very egotistical it's about you 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 know your self-esteem this is you know make sure you feel good make sure this is great for you make sure you're comfortable and the salary is like it doesn't matter just do what you're told it's more of a selfless exactly thing yeah and again, th- this was also, so it was written for samurai too. It wasn't written for everyone in Japan. Mm-hmm. So there's, it was a very specific class of people. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but the, I think we need to bring some sort of those, not that value back specifically, the whole, you know, do what you're told, but bring some sort of thing of listen to your parents. Just, yeah, respect your parents, respect authority. Oh, and, yeah. And they're dire consequences if you don't you know as a kid you know like you get spanked right I yeah think now like you said everyone's trying to feel good and, and make sure this is i don't know but <laughs> no i i totally agree with you um like so a couple years ago i was talking to my friend he's an attorney um, uh-huh he actually did the patent work for my product um it's, it's really cool i'll just do a little side note so I feel so bad for my kids because everything is going to be a life lesson. They're going to, like, drop a cup. I'm like, so, what did you learn from this dropped cup? But, um, so I was at Millennial Brewing Company uh-huh. like, when I first moved here. And I, I mentioned that I was, like, super shy. I, I wasn't... At that time, I got really good at just forcing myself out of it. But there was, like, this entrepreneurship kind of seminar thing going on, and I wanted to go. I asked my friends from college, hey, you want to go with me? No one wanted to go, so I just I just went by myself, and there's been so many moments where I, I went to the venue, and I stayed in my car, and I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. Like, I don't Are you to... serious? Yeah. I stayed there for a long time. Like, ah, like... Why? Why would you do that? Because, uh, like, I'm more of a reserved person. Like, I'm really good at acting like I'm not. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Like at karaoke, yeah, you exactly. came off not reserved. I know, yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. It, it's because of... So, we got to branch out a little bit more. When I was younger, I was super shy, like I said. My dad, he always used to say, do you want a, a nickel and a smile? You know, his 
weird dad joke, but like give you money to smile. Um, eventually, I like I didn't like being shy, so it was weird. I read books. <laughs> I it's like goodbye to shy was one of the things I read. I read all these like self help personal development books, and then when I went to college, I did things like I joined a hip hop dance group. Whoa! Called, called, yeah, just freshman what, year of college. What age were you? Where you're like, all right, I want to make a change. Uh, 16, 17, maybe. Something what like. inspired you? I don't know. I just... I, I went... I, I don't know. I, I like being better. You know? Just, just to better just yourself. getting better, yeah. I think in the beginning, it's, you know... I don't know. I, I saw things. Like, my parents aren't bad people at, at all. Like, they're the best. But, like, my dad wasn't as good of a husband and father as he could have been and just uh, just seeing that it's like i want to be better if i'm ever in that situation so it, it sounds so lame but it started off like with relationship stuff <laughs> like, i'll be i'll be watching like relationship podcasts and articles just to learn to be better um and then that kind of seeped into just everything just i want to be better at everything it's a, a blessing and a curse <laughs> um but yeah, so freshman year of college, just straight out of high school, I joined a hip hop dance group. Like, I was still as shy as I could possibly be, you know. Mm-hmm. But I just I did things to work myself out of it. Right. Yeah, and it's weird because one day I was walking. I think I was seeing this girl at the time, and she told me, she said the same thing. Like you don't seem like you'd be shy. And then I I was walking one day, like after having spoken to her, and I thought, that's weird. It's like you don't think. Like, what you do matters. Like, all those years of me doing stuff, eventually I came you. to this point, and I didn't even realize that I got there. Yeah. It was just, like, wow, just re- reading that stupid book. Like, that was just step one. But, mm-hmm. like, you it get there eventually. It accumulates over time. Exactly. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Kudos. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos to you. Yeah, it's it still takes energy. Yeah, you know, I'm actually reading a book called Social Chemistry. It just came out yesterday. Like, like it was published? Like No. <laughs> it came out this year. Okay. Like, um, I just found it really interesting because I love to socialize. Yeah. Right? It's like the reason I do this thing. Um, and it's talking about these three different types of social networks. Yeah. Um, and so there's expansionists, there, which are really good at connecting with people of different groups. Um, then there's your brokers, which are good at connecting with people from different groups, but, like, within those... Okay, you know what? I should just shut up because I'm... I okay, I need to read more. You just read it? Like, um, yeah, I need forward. to... And the problem is I read it before... You know what? Yeah, I'm going to have to cut <laughs> this part out. But, like... And the problem is I read it before bed, so I'm, like, half exhausted. Uh-huh. Ugh, but there was something about it that I read before you came that I felt connected to what you just said. Yeah. Oh, because you're, <laughs> you're talking about how all the practice that you've done has helped you become a better person. And I guess it was just talking about how, like, the more you... I guess it's pretty much just what you said ex- exactly. Like, the more you socialize, the better you're going to become. It's just like practice makes perfect. Yeah. It also said that, like, your social networks, like, how large they are, if they're large, it, it like, never mind. The thing is, I, I don't know. 
the way it said it sounded smart. Sounded smart, <laughs> but then I was thinking, you know what? It's really just common sense. Like, okay, let's say there's two people. Yeah. One has like, I don't know, five friends and one has 10. It's going to be easier for the person with 10 friends to make even more friends yeah. than the person with, with five friends. Of course. Because somehow the person with 10 friends, maybe they're just, they're probably better at socializing. They also have 10 friends. So those 10 friends can easily connect with one another and branch out even more mm-hmm. than the, the one with five friends. Yeah. But of course they grow and grow and grow over time how they want to. But it's just like the more connected you are, will like in turn be, help you be even more better connected. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I said a ton of rubbish <laughs> and stupid common sense stuff. The book said it a lot better than me, uh, yeah, but I am not a writer and sometimes I'm not even a speaker. Are you an English teacher? Is that you? Me. No? No. I taught kindergarten, so the ABCs. We're starting from the very beginning. Right, basic. I taught elementary, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) I don't I don't remember what I learned in elementary school. You don't? Oh, that's so sad. Well, that's all the foundational stuff. Yeah, so that's probably why I don't remember it, because it's like the foundational stuff. Yeah. Do you remember any of your teachers yeah. or anything? Huh? Fourth yes. grade. Fourth I had, grade. I had this teacher, I think, I, her name was Mrs. Patrizzle or whatever. Patrizzle? Something, no. Like Ms. Patrizzle. Ms. Something. Patrizzle? I don't know. I had a huge crush on her. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was like in fourth grade or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then she got pregnant and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So she had to leave or something? I mean... No, I mean, she had, like, the big belly, but... Oh, so she was less attractive or something? No, just like, you know, some guy got to her first, you know? Wow! (laughs) But then, you know, I went to fifth grade, so I don't don't know. Oh, so you moved on. Maybe she... Yeah, exactly. You moved on. Maybe she had to leave. I don't know. That's hilarious. Yeah, I remember remember a lot lot of... Mrs. Mrs. Han, she was so annoying. Because I asked her, what time is it? She'd be like, time for you to watch. Like, bro, I'm third grade. <laughs> Just tell me what time it is. And she says stuff funny. like, oh, like, 20 past three. I'm like, I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah, it's like, what did you just, just say? tell me the time, please. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah. Why do you have to be so difficult? <laughs> tell, me, tell me more about your story, though. So, um, What part? I know. That's such a broad question. I actually don't well, usually like well, questions that broad, well, and I just asked it to you. I'll go back to the college thing, how, where we started. Okay. Um, let's go back the to reason college, why please. I never joined a frat is because I hated the idea of just having random people tell me to do things to join them. I you know? friggin' like, hate Greek yeah. systems. Yeah, so we'll do this stupid, like, drinking thing, and then you're, and then you're going to get hurt, and it's like, like, why would I let you hurt me, you know? Right. I like hate the thought of, yeah. like, hazing. Yeah. So it's not, like, in some cases, like, if I were to, like, I was torn between what I'm doing now, like, the science, the science engineering field. Um, I always either wanted to have my own company with science and tech, which is, I guess, what I'm doing now. I'm in the very early stages, so I'm not big tech yet. <laughs> but um, between that and the military, like, just, like, I think two years ago, I, I was talking to, like, an Air Force recruiter. I was always torn between those two things. Um, but so when you join like the military, there's hazing, you know, if you want, if you want to join the Navy SEALs, you know, they haze you. But I think like, that's like, like, that's something to aspire for, to be part of an elite group, 
mm-hmm. uh, in this military. So he, like, yeah, like, I'll let them, you know, I'll, I'll go through the process to become these elite group of people. Whereas being hazed in college to join this stupid frat of like business majors and it's like, wh- why? And then you have to pay like 2000 a semester or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it just seems so stupid. So that's why I never joined a frat. <laughs> So I did join their parties, so I mean, I got the best parts of it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, I don't like the hazing part, and I wouldn't want to live with so many girls. Yeah. That just sounds so miserable, to live. I know they're called quote-unquote sisters, (laughs) but oh my god, just to live with like potentially dozens of girls in one house sounds like... So I'll, I'll tell you that, um, so I went to University of Richmond. I loved it. We have this thing called Beach Week. Uh-huh. So at the end of every semester, basically, our, it's like our entire campus. We rent out houses on Myrtle Beach. And it's wow. just, it's our college campus with no classes, no, just on a beach. It's that the, sounds yeah, like a it's ton so of fun. It's so fun. Wow. Um, there's this one year where, to afford the house we wanted, we let a sorority in. So we let the sorority come, you know. I guess they paid for the house mostly. I don't know. I, I just, I paid my share. But the sorority was with us in the house. And like you said, it was just, it was like... Drama? Just, well, I eventually slept outside. I just slept in the house. I'm not, like, <gasps> I'm not dealing with this. But I think that I was like, I had a little basement. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because there's too many people. Right. And all those girls. So I remember we were having this party and then I couldn't find anyone. I was just lost in this sea of girls. And like most, most people are like, guys be like oh i love that like it's terrible so it sucks i was like looking around and i was like shuffling through and i can't find anyone i know so i, I see a door closed a little door i'm like i'm just gonna go in that room like just to get away from everyone and like i sneak in go in close the door and i turn around and it's all the other guys <laughs> are you serious yeah. that's hilarious they <laughs> are they all hiding, hiding from the girls yeah <laughs> wow yeah so yeah that's... i couldn't imagine living just like yeah, that, I just feel like it would terrible. be bitch city. You know? Yeah. I I could not do that. I'm happy. I actually, and I love living with people. I would not want to live with, alone. But I could not live with more than, like, probably four people. Oh, yeah. I would love Well, roommates, alone. I guess. I mean, if, if it's a familial situation, it would be different, like a yeah. family. But... If it were just, like, roommates my age, yeah. I'd feel like four max. Ideally, like, the situation that I have right now, just mm-hmm. two of us, great. That's, like, the best situation. No, I, I need to live alone. It's, it's, I like my alone I feel time. like a lot of guys are like that. Yeah. Guys like having their own place. Unless it's, like, like friends or something, you know? It's, like, yeah. like in my apartment. I've heard about that, too. Like, that would like be pretty too. cool. Have you ever seen New Girl? Like, if, if my not. friend... Oh, that's so good. New Girls, it's with Zoe Deschanel. You know who that is, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the only shows where, like, the first four seconds, I'm, I'm laughing. Like, really? I'm ass off. Like, it, and I, I pause, and I'm like, it's been four seconds. How That's is this pretty so good. Clear? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. You should definitely watch that if you ever have the time. But, um, yeah, so after University of Richmond, I was going to do medical school. So I was studying, for, I was on that medical school track. So I was studying for the MCATs and everything. And knowing me, I was going to probably go go for an MD, PhD. PhD, MD, I think they call it. So you go to med school for two years. 
you quit. No, you don't quit. But you stop. You get your PhD mm-hmm. and you come back and then you finish med school. Um, uh, I, I just I had this weird, I don't know. You have to. It's, you have to do what you what you love, in right. this world. Like we have. I don't know. It's. I wanted meaning in my life. You know, like I I wanted to do something. So I thought to myself, if I'm going to be, to get an MD PhD, I saw would be the hardest thing I ever do. So I thought, eventually, like I'm making it really short, but over time, I thought if I'm already willing to do the hardest thing, that I can I can possibly do, why not just like pursue some crazy dream? I'm already willing to put in that work, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, I I wrote a list of what I think would make me happy, and it, it's not like. The general things like what will make you happy well you know maybe this job and like big things it was like what would i have to do every single day to be to be happy right so it was just really it was small things and on that list would was um work on some innovating thing or in some some company that does innovative work so that's when i decided that i was going to work to get to hopefully have my own company one day and i was I was like, all right, so this is what I'm going to do. How am I going to do it? So I looked, I just looked up, you know, what people do when, like, Elon Musk, you know, what did he do? So what I looked up, they went to school for engineering. So I went back to school here at FGCU for engineering. For wow. Engineering. Yeah. Um, it wasn't so, you know, kind of, you know, so linear. There was, there was a huge portion in between graduating and starting school again where – Things just kept falling through. I lived in L.A. for a few months, and things fell through there, and then then I moved back to Florida. What did you do in L.A., and how'd you like it? I feel like L.A. Is, would be a great place to visit, but not to live. Yeah, definitely not. Hollywood's just, it's gross. And like, because like, why? It's so dirty. I can yeah, believe it. So di- and I grew up in New York, so I'm used to, you know, subways and homeless people. And mm-hmm. like, this was really bad. I was like, people like this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hollywood is... Well, I feel like so the rich gross. of the rich don't, you know, they get away from that. Yeah, exactly. So I, live in, I lived in Burbank, which is out, I think they say outside of L.A. Mm-hmm. But it was great. You know, you're from Colorado. It's, it was so awesome to like... Wait, and, I'm not from Colorado. No, not Colorado. Um, Washington. Yeah. Um, it was, it's so awesome to walk out of Target and just see mountains oh. in this distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like, oh, that was amazing. That's so funny. Yeah. Plus, when you go on runs, so like you can run up this huge. You can run up hills. Yeah. yeah. And then in in uh, Burbank or yeah, you could like run down. So you know it cuts through the mountain. You know, people have right. There's like there. turns yeah. and there's hills. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's no, I know fun. that life. Yeah. Here everything is flat, which is like it's flat more and straight. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I was literally telling, like, after a while, I'm like, why is it so easy to walk? (laughs) Why is it so easy to run? It's just so easy. Uh Like, walking isn't very challenging anymore. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's getting cooler now. If you ran in, did you run during the hot summer at all? I actually run inside usually. I usually run on a treadmill. On the treadmill? Yeah. It's brutal. So, oh, oh, okay, I have. I have run outside a couple times and that does suck. Yeah. Even in in California, it's super hot, but the the humidity humidity makes it worse. Yeah, you just get automatically so much worse. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah. So studied engineering here at FGCU. Um, I didn't finish because 
I was actually going to mention this, like having gone through the education system in college already beforehand, going through the second time, I lost that whole respect for authority thing <gasps> like you, with your professors. Why? Like, because they didn't, they didn't, I don't think they had a, as good of a program as where I went in Richmond. So for example, you know pipettes in yes. chemistry? So Chem 1 at Richmond, we had our pipette in lab and like he said, this is how you use the pipette, you know, these are measurements, you know, do it. For like a third year engineering class, we didn't use pipettes until then, bioengineering. So that's why we had to use pipettes. But like the first lab, she like, she told us like this, she didn't even give us a pipette. It was kind of like, this is, you know, we're going to be using pipettes. And, you know, so kind of just imagine that you have one. I was like, imagine that we have one. Just, it's just, just give it to us. And the second, second lab, we kind of like imagined that we were using one. It was really dumb. I didn't even explain it right. But it took us three It was three just so, slow, po- slow, so yeah. slow paced. Exactly. But it was also like now like taking exams too. I'm like, we're not going to need this information in the real world. Like, why am I, why am I studying this? This is dumb. You know, we, right. we have the, like these, <laughs> my friends all, all remember this, where we had this exam and it was like a word bank. So she said, you know, here you have questions and fill in the blank with the word bank. And I had my uh, pen. And then later on, she's like, well, you know, if, if you can't find what's in the word bank, just, you know, put whatever you want. I just went. <laughs> and everyone yeah. like looked up. I'm like, this is dumb. Like, what's the point of the word bank? Yeah. So it was just, I kind of saw through the education system of it being more of like not really teaching us what we should know, mm-hmm. kind of just meeting a checklist yeah no so oh uh, yeah so at richmond i took chem one and chem two which was a mix it was a chem one chem two hybrid mm-hmm. took organic chemistry one and two and then inorganic chemistry and biochemistry and like physiology and yeah i come here and they say i need to take chem two but i'm like i took all these other classes like yeah can you can i not do this and i was paying for it this time especially she's like no like you just you just have to do it just to get it done and Ooh. yeah, so I took the class, but then, then I, then I, then I quit out of it. You know, you know, you have like a period to exit the class before you have to, you yeah. have to really pay. So I was like, no, I'm not doing this. Like I already took him too. Like, I'm just paying for this and it's wasting my time because I could be using that time for other classes. Right. So the second time around, I was much more jaded when it came to the collegiate system and for the senior year, it was just like a senior project and stuff. So I was like, I'm, I'm not doing this mm-hmm. anymore. But so I guess I'm also, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon. I guess I'm a college dropout in a way, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though I I did have my bachelor's from somewhere else. Yeah. So I don't I don't know that if I have kids, I'm going to like tell them to go to college. At yeah, all. it's yeah. it's it's a. I don't know. It's weird because I like I love education, you know, like I love learning, so I think it's it's valuable, but the way the system is Right, it's the system right yeah. now. It needs major reform. Yep. The thing is you learn a lot through your own life experiences. You know? Mm-hmm. You can learn a lot from others. There are teachers and classes that are very effective. I just think the edu- like the education system right now is becoming more and more limiting because it's trying to 
it's like it's becoming a people pleaser. Yeah. And it's trying to please people that want such different, diverging things that you can't please everyone. And we're more hands off. It's just, I don't know. Also, like, not that you, I think you can learn a lot of things within a classroom. Yeah. But just, I think that's also limiting in itself because you learn a lot of things outside of the classroom, yeah. right? Because think about how jobs are, like, you know, some of them are in a workspace, right? In a building like a classroom is, but a lot are also not. Yeah. Um, but, like, schools don't really do a lot of field trips, right? If anything, they'll have, like, one a year. Oh, really? Yes. Did that, did that change? That wasn't always the way it was, right? Right. It was not always okay. like that. Actually, the school, the first year that I taught, uh, fifth grade, we had... I miss field trips. Those one nice. field trip. And then I know they were, they were saying how they did not want to have any more. Really? That they were like, we should start bringing um, educational people, like people that can teach to us, to the classroom. Yeah. Just to, and which helps a lot with management um, and logistics, but they're, you know, the kids aren't really going out and getting their hands dirty in a yeah. way. I think this is, this is my conspiracy theory. I think it's all just planned. So like with, and this is going to lead into your whole tech issue with tech. I think what they want is they, control. No, oh, yeah, like Mark Zuckerberg, I think. So you have so many issues with tech. I will say that tech doesn't have to be like the way it is now. It's not. That's not how tech has to be, you know. So think about like why things are designed the way it is. It's because Steve Jobs had a vision, and he had a really good vision of how he wanted his products to look like, and then all the other companies around was like, "Whoa, that sells. Let's replicate that." So over time, you get these things where one guy has a vision, one guy makes it happen, and all the other people who can't innovate themselves, they replicate it, and that's just how tech becomes. Mm-hmm. Same thing with social media. Like, the whole centralized nature of Facebook and Instagram, it doesn't, that's not how social media has to be. It's just Mark Zuckerberg had a vision, and then all these other companies say, well, that works, you know, that, that's comfortable, let's do that. You know, that's how we make sales. And that just ends up how it's becoming, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what social media is. It's just how it's, it's just how we've gotten comfortable with it. So I think Mark Zuckerberg is a weirdo, and I think he wants, I think he can't function in the real world very well. So he wants to create this metaverse where he can have all the control he wants. And like you see like no field trips anymore you know why is that like they want to keep us in these little boxes and then metaverse what mark zuckerberg wants he wants everyone he wants us to work in the metaverse and play in the metaverse and there's facebook dating have you seen that yet yeah yeah so he wants to work work play and love all in the metaverse Right. And it's like well right virtual yeah, reality virtual. is being promoted yeah as as good and advantageous for society which is hilarious it's laughable because people thrive when we're together face to face that's how we thrive so by telling people that like it's good it's good Mm -hmm. when and it's saying we're like oh my god when when um you know like the whole 
you'll see a Verizon commercial that says 4G Verizon network uh, better together yeah. now that we have 4G I'm like better together uh-huh. actually because of you and all the others like you were worse yeah because we're we're not really together yeah I mean you know technology is a double-edged sword like now I can connect to my friend who lives in Australia mm-hmm. don't really have a friend in Australia but you know what I mean I like the fact that we can connect with people instantaneously mm-hmm. from all over the world. Yeah. But it's addicting. It's yeah. terrifyingly addicting. And it's it's promoted as good and that we should do everything. Yeah. We that's, should that's shop, we should date, yeah. we should work like this is how yeah. we, this is the better way to connect with people exactly. is not with them. Yeah. That is so like anti-humane. That's yeah. like so not human. Yeah. So have you seen the dating app commercials for eHarmony? So it's like, it's weird now, like on their like end slide of eHarmony, find love, whatever. They have the, the phone and the, the people are FaceTiming through it. So I was like really weird. It's like. I, I yeah I actually write like right so I have a hinge and I write if any guy is like hey do you want to like call or they try to text me I'm like no or or if they say like hey if we decide to meet up and they say hey do you want to call or text before we meet I say no I will see you on this day yeah and that's when we'll talk <laughs> just because I don't want to keep getting to know this person through mm-hmm. the phone, especially to the point where we've talked so much that I'm like, shoot, what do I say to you? What do I always say to you now? I've just met you already. Because <laughs> uh-huh. that makes it so awkward. Yeah. You know, I don't want to... And then then if I get to know you over the phone, I kind of feel like I've visualized who you are, mm. but it may not really be who you are because yeah. I don't really know who you are. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it's just so... The whole thing is stupid. Yeah. It's well, ludicrous. Um, again, it doesn't have to be this way, but... When you look at it, so there's just, everyone's making fun of the metaverse, right? Like, if you, I subscribe to all this, like, news stuff. Everyone's making fun of it. Everyone knows it's creepy. They know it's, like, this is weird. A lot of people love it. Really? Well, I mean, think about, I'm just thinking about people from, like, Seattle on the West Coast. They, they are, they are backwards thinkers in my head. Mm -hmm. Because, especially, like, with the whole COVID thing, they're just, like, Wear your mask. Get vaccinated. If you don't, you, you hate you hate people. You you're not saving lives. Where it was promoting, you know, mask wearing. It said, "Good, better, best." Have you seen that one? Uh, for how to wear it. Yeah. Um, I can imagine what it looks like. So it said, "Good." It says, "All right." So it said, "Good." It was two people, um, wearing masks, talking to each other. Um, and you know, there's two people wearing masks talking to each other, and it said better. It said two people wearing masks just sitting next to each other, and then at best it was two people wearing masks and they were on their phone. <gasps> it was creepy. That is scary. Yeah. Oh, actually, here's like another example. Like, I don't even know if Washington schools are in person yet. They might be, but like, see, Florida last three months of school. Yeah. From March to summer, so when summer started. 
Washington lost a year and a half of school practically mm -hmm. because it was all virtual. And yeah. if school is virtual, school is optional for a lot of kids, <laughs> yeah. right? Because either they don't have the access to technology, um, they whether they don't have the computers, the internet access, whatever, the space to do it. Um, parents are overworked. They're working, mm -hmm. so they can't help their students out with that. Um, what else? I don't know. It just it just totally becomes optional for a lot of kids. Yeah. And the learning is just, like I said, I already said a classroom is limiting. Yeah. So so virtual is just a whole other level. Yeah. Nothing is hands-on. Not that computers aren't bad. I mean, it's going to be part of the future, mm -hmm. but it's not everything, right? Yeah. Like social skills, I think, are super important. And yeah, that's and just like apparently that's just, apparently honestly if if any of our future generation has has the ability to hold a conversation or initiate a conversation that's like that's got to be like super high on skill level yeah if any of the future generations can do that like if yeah we're not because I think sure. a lot of people won't be able to do it well, they can't do it now that's totally true yeah so <laughs> many people I feel like at our age uh can't do that very well yeah. So, and, yeah. and we didn't have to deal with COVID. Yeah. But the kids, yeah. oh my gosh. I, know. I, I worry. We won't this. have, I don't know if we'll have future generations actually, because <laughs> people won't even be able to like touch each other. It's like, ah, e, I, know. Ah, I can't touch you. You're a person. I know. Part of me is, you know, worried about that. The competitive part of me is kind of happy about that because like less people to compete with. I would just <laughs> run everything. <laughs> yeah. But, um. I was going to say, so it doesn't have to be this way, you know. Um, most people, so a plurality, a plurality, I guess, of people do see that the metaverse is weird. But when you look at, like, who's actually doing anything about it, like, it's no one. So That's the problem, yeah, yeah. is that a lot of people in power are, like, the crazy, corrupt people. Yeah. Doesn't that yeah. suck? Yeah. A lot of the leaders are the bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> but it works like that. Like, I think I read something where it's, like, you have to have some kind of, it's, like, you have to be, it's, like, that's, like, part of being a, part of a quality of a leader is being an ass and a jerk and um, corrupt and being greedy. It's, like. Not really. Um, I think but, but, like, what leader do you know of does not have a bad quality? So, again, like I was saying how I, I was torn between the military and science. Um, so I never, I never been to military, but I did immerse myself in that world. Um, there are a lot of when you look and read about a lot of these like leaders mm. in the military. A lot of them are self-sacrificing. A lot of them say like, "We're here. To, we're not." Like, but but people don't know these people. I feel like a lot of popular, well-known mm. leaders yeah. do not have a totally solid reputation. Whether they're a politician yeah. or an influencer or some kind of celebrity, like. I don't know. There's something wrong. Yeah, um, it's 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 the culture. There's there's a huge culture shift. Um, so what I want to do with my company is it's going to be tech related. Oh, before we get to that, um, I was saying a while ago how I had spoken to my friend. He was an attorney. I went to Millennium Brewing Company. I sat in the car for like thirty minutes. Uh huh. Sorry. Um, but but that's how I met him. So eventually, I said I'm just gonna go and do it. And I was reading this book by this military. He's a retired Navy SEAL, Jocko Willink. He's like my hero. 
but he said that when he went to school, he raised his hand as, as high as he can. And he looked around and everyone's like, you know, everyone's kind of shy. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm just raising my hand. So I, I had this information going into this entrepreneurship seminar at Millennium Brewing Company. And every time I had a question, even though it's like not like me at all, I was alone. Like I didn't want to be by myself at this random group of people. But I'm like, I'm just going to be better. So I rose, rose my hand whenever I had a question way high up there, which... Like, all through college, I'd never raised my hand like that. I was like... Yeah. Um, after the function, this guy walks up to me. He's like, you know, every time I had a question, you raised your hand and asked it. And um, he was... His name's Luca. He's awesome. He's a... He's... Like, he's one of my, like, better friends. It's just mm-hmm. crazy how you meet these people. Like, you think it's just going to be, like, a random thing. And then you meet someone that, like, changes you forever. Yeah. But I went to the cigar bar with him. And we were talking, and he mentioned the he mentioned virtue. And I was like, I was like Luca, like I've never been in a conversation with anyone before, and they mentioned the word virtue. Like, that's totally really true. Really weird. So I, that's how I knew, like I'm gonna be friends with this guy forever. <laughs> um, but I think that's kind of what's missing in culture, like kind of stuff like that. Like no one, everything is about, you know, love yourself, which of course you have to do that. But there are virtues out there that, like, you know, that the samurai, that book I was talking about, that's, like, really exists in the military. Stuff like honor and valor and, and service, too. That's a huge thing. Everything is about us all the time. It's, it's me, 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 me. No one's, like, serving. Of course, of course, people are, you know. There's so many nonprofits. and But it's not really popularized in the mainstream you're right yeah. it's not so that's so yeah so that's what you're saying it's not popular right and it should be it's not a popular thing to do yeah. to be charitable yeah and like no like no one talks about valor anymore and i guess yeah. we don't live in like wartime society yeah where like really we really have to worry about that but still like you need to be have valor if you're doing anything good you know you know valor like being courageous in adversity the samurai says something that i love they said um you have to be willing to uh, you have to be willing and eager to endure pain that's crazy like mm-hmm. who talks about that cuz we're all going to go through pain but when it comes to like that samurai culture like you have to be willing and eager to do it if you're going to be a good samurai yeah and, but now people are like no yeah. give me my weed <laughs> oh, i have some, i hate weed but yeah me too yeah, there's a lot in common yeah um Weed is, see, weed is popular. Weed is trending. And honestly, that's, like, a reason why so many people do it. Dude, that's the problem, because... It's just as popular. Like, you don't even have to have interest in it, but, oh, oh, these celebrities are doing it, these friends are doing it. I'll do it, because I don't have an opinion of myself. Like, (laughs) I'll do it. The more, yeah, yeah, it is popular, that's a problem. But I think the bigger problem is that it makes you feel good. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I, I smoked weed once in college just to try it. And I was, I was like, this is lame. I don't want to do this anymore. Why, like, why did you think it was lame? So it was like a bunch of my guy friends and I, and we were just sitting around the couch. And they're like, this is how it's supposed to be. You know, you, you chill out. And you just, you know, like, people say, like, you talk about, like, cool things. I'm like, like, that's always going on in my head anyway. I know. You know? <laughs> why do you need weed yeah. to do it? And then they're like, yeah, but don't you get the munchies? I'm like, I'm always hungry anyway, you know, so no, nothing really changed. So did, so did you feel any different? 
No, it was only once, and I got it was super boring, and I don't like the idea of sharing stuff, you know. Gotcha. But um, the problem is that it makes you feel good, and that you know, what people say it chills you out, mellows you out. People say they take it when they wanna if they're feeling anxious, you know, if they have anxiety. See, and that, oh my gosh, I hate that. Okay, and and I get, and maybe that's because I don't have serious anxiety mm-hmm. issues. Yeah. But, like, I felt anxious before. Many times. That is a common feeling. But rather than going for drugs yeah. or medications, you should learn strategies to overcome. To yeah. to chill yourself out naturally yeah. with anxiety. Like, um, I used to have a serious... I used to have serious stage fright. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I was showered when I was younger. And then honestly, when once I hit puberty, I'm like, I think it was from like liking guys. Uh-huh. I'm like, I became really self conscious once I hit puberty, and I think it was from like, oh my gosh, I think I like guys. I can't talk in front of them. <laughs> 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 it was from that. And so whenever I had to like go up and do a presentation, I would just like freak the fudge out. I'd uh-huh. freak out. I'm like, I can't talk in front of them. If it, if, it, if I was to an all girls school, I think I would have been totally fine. Uh-huh. Um. And so, anyways, that was, like, a rough patch in my life. But then I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't do this. Because I know the more comfortable I am, the better I present. Mm -hmm. And the more anxious I am, the more I freak out. And I do not seem cool in front of these guys. What am I doing? So why am I anxious? Because that really just makes things worse. When the more chill I am, the cooler I become. So once I recognized that my anxieties were just making things worse, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, let's try to control this. So I just just taught myself, like, I got to get up more. I got to practice, mm-hmm. right? And really, like, laid back, non-high, st- like, low-stakes stake, mm-hmm. stakes environments. And just, like, I would read books on it, too. Uh-huh. Or do, like, watch videos on it. And I just have to be chill, you know? Like, deeply breathe, talk to people before I get up, um, get out a lot, socialize a lot, and honestly, just finding my own strategies to ease my anxieties helped me a lot. Like, yeah. now I'm pretty good in front of a group. Yeah. Whether it's guys, girls, whatever. And I could have just been like, I'm freaking out. I, like, I need something. Yeah. Like, I need something right now. But I didn't. I don't want that. Like, yeah. I wanted to better myself exactly. naturally, and I didn't want something to help me. I didn't want a crutch. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm like I'm like you in that. We have a lot of we have a lot in common. Yeah, but um, I I take that one step forward where it's not just about like you don't want a crutch. A lot of the times, it's, if you're anxious, you're anxious for a reason sometimes obviously there's the whole medical thing i'm not going to talk about that um if you have it i guess it sucks um but a lot of times you're anxious for a reason you should ask yourself why am i anxious and is it really something worth being anxious for well not that also it's also like maybe i'm anxious because this part of my life isn't working isn't doing well so i my so my body is telling me you have to be better at this or you have to get out of this situation um a lot of people they're in, they're in terrible situations in life. You know they're they've been working the same restaurant job for twenty years, you know, and then 
and then they go home and they have all these anxieties and depression and then maybe it's because you're not supposed to be at this job for 20 years and if you allowed yourself to feel bad you'd eventually push yourself out of it it's like it's that willingness and eagerness to endure pain if you put yourself through it eventually you're going to you're gonna recognize yeah, you're gonna be desperate enough to be like i can't be in this situation anymore i have to do something right yeah as opposed to every time you feel bad being like oh I'm, I, I gotta make myself feel better and I feel like you could do that every day with weed so that's why I think weed I think alcohol is actually not as bad as weed even though all the data says otherwise because I think most people don't want to be alcoholics so you can't just like get drunk every night and be a functioning adult mm-hmm. but you can be a functioning adult and smoke weed every day can you well, can fun- you functioning enough where you can go to work? Ah, well, okay. So actually, Which I don't, I I don't know the worse. data. I don't know. I don't know the data. Yeah. Actually, on weed, but I think but, but you I don't be, know. I've, my, I've met so many people that can't they, weed make you dumb if you like smoke it every day. Can yeah. it like legit make you dumb? I don't know. I Darn it! We don't have. We should. We should. We should come back can you together. Get Jamie? Can we you get should. Jamie, both up. What? Oh, Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, Every time he's like, Jamie, can you pull that up? <laughs> um, yeah, we should do some research on yeah. on weed. But they're But what I was saying effects. is that you could be functioning enough to work at a low-skill job your entire life. That's a low-skill job. That's for people that, you know, don't want to push themselves. No, like... Sorry, the thing is we're, we're both higher, high achievers. So no, we, we I, wouldn't be okay with that. No, but it's like, so right after college, so I, right after Richmond and I moved to LA, Burbank, um, my first job, right, my first job having done pre-med, you know, MCAT and everything was a dishwasher. It was such like a blow to my pride, but like I need, I, I ran, I went to California, I ran out of savings, mm-hmm. um, I ran out of my savings, so I needed the job and I got the job at P.F. Chang's, and I, it was enough to pay the rent. So the guy, there was a, there was a saving grace. The guy was like, like, no one else has lasted with this job. He's like, we've went through eight people before because everyone quit. And then the competitor to me is like, all right, I, th- I think, I think I'm, I'm interested now. You know, I, I kind of want to beat everyone and do this. Um, but he, I saw him right on the thing, dishwasher, and I was like, oh. you know, my friends are accountants you know my other friend was in medical school and everything um but like one of the things that kind of saves me was that you know i, I listened to audiobooks mm-hmm. on there until they eventually they said you can't listen to audiobooks anymore and that's i did, i quit shortly after um but i could have easily like if i were a different person just be like oh this is terrible go home smoke a little feel better and feel better uh, something my friend said a while ago. Actually, props to you. I couldn't have done that. It was really it was really hard. <laughs> yeah, I could not have done that. Props to you. But again, like, all that, like, that pain, like, enduring that pain, it, it has two... That is such a tedious benefits. job. It is. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. it's killing me thinking about you doing that. <laughs> it is killing me. But here's the thing. So, one, it, it was uncomfortable enough that... I kept pushing myself. I kept looking for ways out of it, which, you know, it got me to where I am today eventually. But also, like, when you when you allow yourself... When you allow yourself to be in those situations where you have to endure a lot 
again, for my ego, it was a lot. Like, I'm so much better at allowing my ego to take the back seat now because I did that. And, right. And that's true. Yeah. And um, it really helps when you're, you know, trying to start a business to like put your ego to the side a bit or say, hey, like, I can't eat today. You know, in, Cal- in California, there was these few months period where I lost 20 pounds because I couldn't afford food. I was eating a ramen and rice aroni. It's like 80 cents. It's like something was like 45 cents. I'm like, how are people starving in this country? I got a whole box for 45 cents. It was great. Yeah, that's, that's so nice. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. But, like, you put yourself through tough situations, and that's where you grow. So, like, always right. feeling good is is bad for you. I used to have this wallpaper. That's that... so bad that you say that, because I've been on a high <laughs> lately. I mean, well, that's so funny, because I feel like I've hit the peak. Like, my um, this past year... Actually, How so? like been my peak. How so? Like I know it. This is the best part of my life. <laughs> I've been like I'm serious. That's not true. You can always get better. No, <laughs> <laughs> I've hit my peak out of my entire. I think my entire life. It's just been so good, and I'm waiting for it to come crashing down because it's been so incredible. As honestly, it got kickstarted by COVID. Oh really? Kickstart- COVID kickstarted the best time of my life. Yeah, I. Yeah. There, there's two people. There are two people. Like there are some, there are people who really kickstart everything because of COVID, and there are people who just let everything fall. Well, yeah, the, <laughs> the the lucky thing for me is like I was in Seattle, mm-hmm. and I had no strings attached, um, and so I was living there, and I so quickly realized my life was so stagnant. Yeah. Um. Because. Oh, I hate those. That that's when I get really depressed. Right. I'm yeah. like. My life is not going anywhere, and at first I was pretty, con- like, you know, I was pretty COVID conscious in the yeah. beginning, and then once I realized that people weren't dropping like, like dropping dead like flies, mm. I was like, okay, how bad is this really? Yeah, how bad is this really? Ninety nine percent survival rate, I believe. I think above that even. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think the death rate is like zero point zero 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 zero. Yeah, I was whatever. rounding it down. <laughs> yeah, and and the people that are dying, not that to say that those lives aren't you know course, tragically yeah. lost, but it's it's kind of like expected, right? Yeah, it's the sick, the elderly, and the odd outliers. Like that's it, which yeah. is totally understandable. Yeah, I think they have like four more comorbidities. It's not like the last thing I saw. Right, it's not like half the world is dead, even not even a freaking percent, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so once I realized that the whole world has stopped their lives, people have lost their jobs, their livelihoods, the people, the things that have kept them grounded for what was supposed to be just a few weeks or a few months, two weeks ended up being, spread. yeah, <laughs> laughable, <laughs> uh, which ended up s- still going yeah. in a lot of places very strictly. Uh, I'm like, I I cracked after two months of living in Seattle, and it, which oh. is very strict. Um, with uh, restrictions. Uh, I so within a week I bought a one way ticket to Florida. Really? And you have family made the here? best decision of my life. Did you have family here? Yes. Okay. That's actually totally lucked out. That's the only reason I came here. Okay. I was like, where can I go where I know people? That's funny. And I just happened to have it, people in Florida. Yeah. And I just so lucked out because Florida was the best place to be. It's the same thing with me. So I in Burbank, I had, um, I was going, I, so there's been a couple of times where I wanted to go back to school, things fell through, everything fell through, everything collapsed, and I couldn't, 
I picked myself back up, applied to school, got a place to live. Yeah. Collapsed, everything fell through. It happened like three times after oh my graduating. gosh. Yeah. You have not had good luck. No. I feel like I've had, <laughs> I've been very fortunate. No, and... I, I feel like I've been lucky because yeah. uh, after California, so I got back to school, got a place. And um, it turns out my roommate, and I hope he's not listening to this. No, he, he'll never listen to it. But You should share with him when this is over. <laughs> no, so I don't, I don't even know his I forgot his name. But he was oh. from, like, Eastern Europe. So I was paying $700 a month to share a room. That's, like, it's that's expensive. normal. Yeah. I guess, sorry, that's yeah. that's that's Not, pretty normal. Okay. To share a room. I had bunk beds. Like, bunk beds. Oh, yeah, that was, sucks, actually. Yeah. yeah. That. Um, but eventually, he's like, you know, we can find a cheaper place by ourselves. You're cool. I'm cool. You know, let's just get, you know, we won't even camp. We won't renew the lease everything. So he, he started getting a little weird. So, and we, it was, the apartment had a bunch of people. So we made this joke, because he came home at like 2 a.m. And we made this joke about, what were you doing, selling drugs? And he just got so offended, like, like upset, like legitimately angry at us. I'm like, this is really weird. So when he went off to work the next day, I just, I looked in his closet. And, because he only had like cash lying around his car. And so I looked through his, co- his closet and I saw like, a bunch of phones and like knives and like this is Ooh, yeah that's so, weird so i'm like i don't like i can't have too much to do i can't get stuck with someone who's like in drugs yeah that's know? not good so that's when i decided to come to florida um i did not want to come back here because i had lived here before that's like funny I, told you. I i dreaded it i was like i don't want to oh yeah i was so depressed but it ends up being the best place to be yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's so funny i didn't really want to come here either like i literally did it because i'm like there's no other place there's no other place i can go yeah so i guess we're gonna go here and then it just exceeded my expectations I <laughs> and i love it <laughs> i love it yeah because actually i was born in florida oh really yeah i was born in like fort lauderdale every yeah. area and but the thing is i moved to washington when i was four so i really don't oh, remember yeah. it and I, you know, I tell people I'm from Washington because that's really where I was yeah, raised. Yeah. That's what I know. And um, I always heard my dad saying, like, oh, Florida's eh, it's not that great. It's so hot and humid and buggy. And so I kind of had, like, this more negative perception mm-hmm. on Florida because of just always hearing my family be, be like, eh, it's just not a great place to live. Yeah. Like, I really only did it because I hated Seattle at that point. And I just needed somewhere to go. And Florida was really the only place yeah. I felt comfortable going to. And now I'm like, I'm a walking advertisement <laughs> for Florida. I, I, I should literally be way. getting paid. Because yeah. honestly, on every episode, <laughs> I just talk about how much I love it here. I know. In Naples, so I lived in Fort Myers for the beginning when I moved back. But then I moved to Naples. There's this place. I, I send you the text, Baker Park. Uh-huh. So Baker Park in the Greenway is just amazing dog park. It's just it's beautiful, yeah. Oh, so and then you go into the Gordon River Greenway, which is like this three mile trek, and there are little offshoots into like little wilderness paths. But uh-huh. It's so beautiful, and these two bridges that you you pass through over the water, and it's just like this place is amazing. So I always like video it and send it to my friends when I move to Florida. You know when I'm running across the bridge, especially last year when everyone was locked down, and then mm-hmm. they see my like videos. And it's like people are on their boats, their families having picnics. Yeah. And there are people running people are on living their bikes. here. People are living it yeah. up. And what's yeah. crazy is like in so many places, they're still living that 
super COVID lifestyle. Yeah. And I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. I kid you not. I wonder if they're okay. But I feel like a lot of them feel, I don't know, like they're not. Or they're like, it's best if we stay isolated and we'll be safe. Mm. And in my head, I'm like, you're probably safe. Yeah. You're just I, doing what the media wants you to do. Yeah. And I think that goes back to what I was talking about earlier about these virtues that are culture loss. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if valor was one of your virtues, you would not want to do that. Right. You know? So again, and like in the mainstream, you don't see this at all. Like, like I was saying my whole life, no one's ever mentioned the word virtue except me in my head to myself, you know? Yeah. So one of the things I want to do with the company I'm starting is actually implement those values good for so, you yeah so my first product that i have coming out now it's under um de- i'm redesigning it so it's under redevelopment i'm usually much more open about talking about it but because it's under development again i'm i'll keep keep it on keep it on the dl okay. but um what it's meant to do is kind of promote discipline because there were so many t- there were a few times in my life where i i wasn't living the way i wanted to live Mm-hmm. So, and I always wish that I wish like someone would, someone would impose discipline onto me. You know, I wish someone would just force me to do what I need to do because I want to do it. But because, more people need a push. Yeah, especially yeah. now people are such lazy. Yeah, butts. yeah. So my first product is going to help with that. It's going to help impose discipline on people who want it but don't have anyone to push them. Because I'm pretty nice. good at pushing myself to do things I don't want to do. That's good. But, good yeah. for you. Yeah. So it's under, redev- it's under, under redevelopment now. Um, once it's, I think, it might be done by January. Okay. Yeah, and then I'll be looking. Then I'll, then I'll really go into marketing and hopefully get into mass production 2022. What's your business name? Oh, so it's called Impose, because imposing. How do you spell it? I-M-P-O-S-E. Okay. So Impose Technologies is what I call it. Um, the website is Impose Tech, so ImposeTech.com. Um, and again, right now, there's, there's a little bit when it comes to like the actual product. There's a little bit of information out there. There was more, and I took it down because it's under redevelopment. But mostly it's, as of now, the social media is really about those virtues. You know, go Good for you. Yeah. We need more of that yeah. in today's society. Yeah. So, and, and service, too. So what I've done, I don't advertise this part of it too much because I, can't, I don't want it to sound like, oh, I'm doing this charity thing, so that's why you should help me. I want people to like my company and product for what it is, right. not like I don't want it to sound gimmicky. But I've my company is actually a corporate partner, and it, it sounds a lot cooler than it is. I really just send them. I sent the nonprofit. I want to be a corporate partner, and they gave me their bank account information. So it's not like some huge thing. But um, have you heard of Operation Underground Railroad? No. I was wearing the shirt at the meetup, OUR. Um, it's this organization started by Tim Ballard. He was uh, in the Special Forces. And he teams up with law enforcement. And what they do is they go into... They go and extract and rescue victims of um, child trafficking. And the U.S. is like the number one purchaser of these 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 kids really yeah so i think there's an estimated 40 million like slaves like modern day slaves right now really yeah it's it's like it's a huge it's a huge problem um 
So Where did you hear this? So I heard about this problem way back in college. So there's this girl, Abby, and she had this presentation about um, child trafficking, and I'd never heard it before, ever. And I, I was so pissed off after that. I'm like, how can this just happen? Like, how can these things be happening? Um, so that's kind of actually started, that's when my life forked of like wanting to go military or mm. company because I, I wanted to be the guy to kick down the door and just like kill all the bad people, <laughs> you know, mm. and, and rescue oh. those, those kids. It's not just kids, but, you know, women mostly too. So mm. women and children. Um, but as, so they do have long care, like aftercare efforts. So they have like schools set up when those people are rescued. But because of their situation, it's mostly women that get those jobs because, you know, they're traumatized. So you don't want to rescue someone from this and then have a dude <laughs> stand there to help them out when right. that's what they've been traumatized by. So she's like, the, the best thing you can do is just spread awareness. And, right, that yeah. makes sense. That's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah, so everything that anyone buys from me, a portion of it goes to them. So gotcha. it's just, and again, that's that virtue part, the whole part of service that we kind of lost. Right. So hopefully I can help like bring those kind of values back and you know I do it and other people are doing stuff like that so eventually we can we can all get together and and affect the culture right so yeah. it doesn't have to be as bad as things are heading yeah okay we covered a lot of really really good stuff <laughs> but let's close it out is there anything else that you want the listeners to hear anything yeah. big yeah so I was listening on your other podcast, and you mm-hmm. like to talk about embarrassing moments a lot because you're so happy. Do and I? Yeah, you're like, so what's the embarrassing moment of this? Or I don't really fun? say that. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Oh, well, listen to it over. You ask about like what's your most fun time or the funniest time or the most embarrassing time. I don't think I've ever said that. Oh uh, well. Okay. Well, so anyway, to end on a high note, I wanted to give you my most embarrassing moment. Yay! <laughs> Let's um, go. <laughs> So I was running you know, at FGCU, just on my normal run. And when so I, how long ago was this? A few years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, and when I run, if I'm in a really good mood, I get like really, really happy. And then I want the music to change with that. Uh-huh. So have you ever listened, have you ever seen the Trolls soundtrack? I've seen the movie Trolls. Oh, is it Can't Stop Believing? No. Okay. No, no. I have. No. Can't Stop Believing? That song is on that Oh, no, okay, so you've never seen the movie Trolls. No, I've never seen the movie. Oh, it's, it's, it's a pretty good It's like those family movies. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. movies. So I'm singing, I'm running and I'm singing the song from Trolls. Just out loud, just screaming it to myself and like having a little skip <laughs> to the song. It's like, it's this really fun, it's with Anna Kendrick. Oh, yeah. yeah see, she's the actor. And just, it's this whole thing about nothing standing in my way. Yeah. You can knock knock me over and I'll yeah. get back up again. So I'm wow. like skipping. Such and an like inspiring really... song. <laughs> but as I'm doing that, some dude rides by me on a bike. And I'm just like, ah, oh, he saw all of that. He heard and saw all of that. You're just going like all I was for it. Skipping like you know Really? Oh my gosh, you're like happy dancing. Yeah, exactly. And singing loud and I'm like I'm like, he probably doesn't know the troll soundtrack, so maybe like it's not that bad. That's funny. But he's he's he saw me skipping and everything. I mean, was he riding by slowly? At a normal pace, but you know, with a bike, you can. You see it. Ahead. He, he saw yeah. everything. He, he turned a corner, saw me, and I was singing and dancing. You're like a... hardcore going Mary Poppins. Exactly. And, yeah, and he saw and, all of it. Uh, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Yeah, and he saw all of it. 
Mm, and I was like, that's... So now... How did you feel? Did you kind of like... Did your mood kind of shift a little bit when you're like, oh... <laughs> no. I definitely do that at the gym, though. Oh, yeah. Like, where I'm really in the zone, I'll be like singing and dancing, and I don't really care that much. That's good. Just go for it. Yeah, but I mean, like, so... Now, whenever I'm going to listen to, like, like my Disney playlist or anything like that, like, if you've never run to, um... <laughs> Into the Unknown from Frozen 2. It's a great running song. I have not seen Frozen 2. That's a great running song. Because it builds up and builds up and builds up. And then you could sprint with it. Ooh, that yeah, sounds good. Yeah. But now I, I look. I look around. Make sure there's no one there. And then I do it. Uh, <laughs> you know what I listen to? That's actually really, really great. Um, the Cheetah Girls. I remember them. <laughs> <laughs> I remember them. They have a really great... Um, because I like to listen to, like, pump-up music while yeah. I'm running. And that's exactly what they do. Uh-huh. You know? They have The Party's Just Begun. I forgot you know that one. one. I was... The Party's Just Begun. I, so all those, like, girly Disney stuff, it's it's really from my sister that I... So it's what okay. she Okay. You don't, you don't so. have to say it. You could be honest. No, no. But, like, so I know, like, the whole, like, Hannah Montana song. Ah, because my yes. sister Because my sister loves it. And yes. she would always sing it. Yes. So, you know, if we were a movie, like, I know that one, because my sister... Oh, my gosh! So then I... Oh, flashbacks. <laughs> but, yeah, so it, it's... Yeah. So that's my excuse. Those I, are good stuff. You don't need but, an excuse. those are good songs. I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, they are. All right, well, thank you so much. It was great to get to know you more, especially since I didn't really know you at all yeah. <laughs> in the beginning. Um, you have really great values, and we have a lot in common, and I hope that your business takes off so you can do amazing things Thank for you. the world because we really need that right now. What you're doing is something that the society needs to be better as a whole. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah.